I realize that uh, in Kenya actually there's more opportunities and uh, you investing in Kenya or me investing in Kenya, we can yield something out of that. Today I'm pleased to welcome Esmond Kusimba. Esmond, how are you doing today? I'm fine, th Lance. Thank you so much for inviting me to this show. Where were you born? Uh, I was born in Kenya, okay. uh, in a village called Mumias. Mumias. Yeah, and Mumias is a place where we, we plant sugar, so okay. it's a sugar plantation area. Oh, really? Did you ever have to do any of that? I didn't do because, uh, uh, fortunately, my father was working in Nairobi. Okay. Yeah, so that's where we spend most of our time oh. yes, growing up. All right. And how many kids in your family? We are 10 in the family. Okay. Yes, I have uh, uh, six sisters. And six sisters. Yes, and four brothers. All right. And you told me you're number four in that group. And, and some, of your, some of your brothers and sisters and your mom and dad have already passed. Yes. Right. Yes, yeah. Uh, my sister passed away and also my brother passed away. Right. Yeah. Okay, so tell me, growing up in Kenya, were you more academic or were you more sports-minded? I was more sports-minded. I played soccer. Uh -huh. By that time, we used to call it football. Right. So from uh, the age of seven, I played football the entire time uh -huh. until the high school. Then after the high school, you know how life in Kenya was. Uh, you want money, you want job, you want college. So I couldn't continue with it. Okay. Yeah. So then you left football and started on your academics? So I became uh, uh, more academic because I wanted to go to college and do something and get something out of... Uh, what did you want to do in college? I wanted to... Uh, first I wanted to do economy. Economy, okay. Yes, uh, because in high school I, I studied economy, but uh, when I went to... Uh, I couldn't get money to go to college and also to study economy in college was very expensive. And uh, one of my friends, as we were talking, he said, why don't you try fitness? And I said, wow, I'm interested to see what it was all about. So I, stu I studied uh, sports management. Okay, yes. all right, all right. You wanted to go into economics yes. when you were studying, but why didn't you? Why did you not do My economics? parents uh, couldn't, because we were so many in the family, and my parents couldn't afford to take everybody of in the family to college. Right. Because they didn't have much money at the time, so it was so difficult for them. And I thought, uh, okay, the best way as when I talked to my friend, and he said, okay, why don't you try fitness? And uh, at that time, also, I didn't have money, so I had to do a construction job, right? Which was about six months. And the money I uh, I saved from the construction job is the money that I used to pay a six-month college for in fitness. In fitness, so it was a yeah. college for fitness. Was a college specifically for fitness. For fitness, but yeah. it was only six months. Was only six months. What kind of what did they teach you there in fitness? What kind of things you do? Yeah, we just did uh, the same stuff. Uh, we we studied fitness, anatomy, physiology, okay. exercises. Did you did you study nutrition? We we a little bit of nutrition. It was like compressed for six months. You don't study right. a lot like in university, right. but it was compressed and it gave you. A knowledge on uh, what you're gonna be teaching when you when you get into fitness. Okay, so when you finished that course and you got your certificate, did yeah. you get a job in fitness? I did get a job. What was the job? Uh, the first job actually I got uh, was uh, I was introduced by a friend who said uh, uh, that uh, there was a gym that was opening by the the owner whom he knew he knew. Right. So he 
he didn't introduce me one on one, but what he said, that is a place, why don't you just go knock the door and talk to the owner? Now and this time you're around 22, 23? I'm around no. 22, 23 there. Okay. Yeah. So I went and talked to him and he said, do you have any certification? I said, yes, I do. And then here you go, he said, you can come and start work on Monday if you want. So how do you feel about that? I felt good. Actually, to be honest with you, the pay was unbelievable to me. <laughs> it, was too, it was more than you thought you could get? It was more than I thought I could get. Ten, uh, $100 a month. A month, wow. Yes. So what did you think you were going to get? Something like maybe 15 10 or something? Maybe like? $30, 35 <laughs> And he said 100 without even negotiating? Without even negotiating. He said, I'll give you $100. How, how about that? I said, okay. I'm okay. I was so happy. How, many how long did you work with him? I worked with him one year. Okay. And uh, you know, in Kenya, uh, uh, businesses fear when, uh, you, when you're running a business and somebody come next door and open a business, you lose all your clientele. So he lost because somebody opened a bigger gym, nicer than him. So he lost that he had to close down oh. after one year. After one year. After did one you year. go to the other gym? Mm, I didn't get an opportunity there, but uh, after that, I think uh, I stayed on for a month or two, mm -hmm. looking for opportunity. And uh, my, uh, my friend introduced me to these two couples that had come from England. And they said, okay, we can hire you and teach you mm -hmm. our way. And I said, I was so happy with that. And Would you s in, but still in Kenya? That was still in Kenya. So the couple, what did they do? They, they owned the gymnasium? They were, they were experts that were hired to come and run uh, gym in Kenya. And you worked for their gym? And I worked for the gym. And they trained you as well? So they just trained me uh, the same stuff I learned in school, but uh, in an advanced level because they were from England. And we believed because of fitness in England was more advanced than fitness in Kenya. Okay. Yeah, so it yeah, I learned a few stuff from them. Right. Now, most of the clientele or people you worked with, were they Kenyans or were they from outside of the Mostly uh, were experts from outside because uh, the gym was in the area where most of them were, were uh, tourists and uh, experts, like it uh, was an area where those type of people would be found. Right, so, so from which country, all over the world? In many countries, many, many were from the embassies. Okay, the embassies. Yes. Because that area had all the embassies there. It didn't have the embassies, but it was like an area where embassies live. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, they lived the, there. They the lived there. That was, a, like, was, ah. that was the suburb. The suburb. Mm. Okay, so the embassies were right in the main city. Was right in the main city, but okay. that was uh, a little bit posh area. I would say that. So, ah. yes. so you did that for how long? I did that for two years, and then uh, I got another opportunity to work in a hotel, which was more big organization. Right. Yeah, and it was. It was really good. So the hotel's name was called Safari Park. Safari Kenya. Park? Yes. Was it really a safari park? It was more cultural, uh, more of a safari style. Did they have a safari? Did you, could you go on a safari? They, they would, they would. They, they would. set it up. Doesn't Kenya have the only place that actually has a safari? Is Kenya the only country? I read something. There's only one country that actually has a national park that's a safari. Are they known most for safaris? Is that Kenya? It's Kenya. Kenya, I, th uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm right or wrong, but uh, in many occasions that you find that most of the documentaries are taken in Kenya. That's what I thought. I think it's because yeah. you have the most, you have a, the wildlife area yeah, is right. really protected. There's yes. no 
poaching, you can't do any of that. No, you They're can't. They're very strict about it. Yes. It still happens though. Yeah, still, it will happen, and it still happens, because uh, poaching generates big, um, big revenue for, for those who, who does it, so they it, do it can right. never stop. Right. Mm -hmm. Actually, one day I was at the safari in a, at the game park, okay. and there was like a three gunshot at the time we were there. You heard it? We heard it, and the guide said, those are poachers. Then you, you, it's not you can. There, there are not people you can just go and see what they're doing. No, you can get killed. You can get killed because yeah. they shoot at you. Mm. They're using high power rifles. Yes, so th there was three. There were poachers, and they were killing an elephant. I think. Uh. Was it elephant or rhino or something? Like that? Have you ever hunted while you were there? Have you ever gone hunting at all? It's not possible. It's not possible. Why is that? There's no even that opportunity to. But guns are in Kenya, right? You, it's hard to find guns in Kenya. They are not allowed. It's illegal to have guns. At the time when I was there, it was not possible to have guns. But uh, this time it's more easier because of the, the neighboring countries and when right. there is war, people go there, buy the guns, they bring the gun and guns now and all over. Mm. Do they have any gangs and stuff? Are there gangs now in Kenya? Gangs were there. When I was young, the gangs were there. Right. And they were, at that time, there were so many gangs because that is the time when uh, in America the gang were. Gangster rap. The gangster rap. And they decided they were going to try to live that life, imitate it's, it. They tried to imitate that. But they didn't have any guns, did they? Uh, they didn't have any guns, but they, but they beat still up gangs. each other. They yes, still they they used, yeah. stick you with knives and yes, stuff. Yes, that was the way. They rob and they used the knives. Mm. What about drugs? It's hard to get drugs there, or is it? It's is easy it? to get drugs there. That's easy. It's easy. And I'll tell you something that uh, the biggest players in drugs are the biggest players in government. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's almost. I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's unique to Kenya. Mm. I think that the pe the most powerful people are the people that can control what's going on best. Yes. Mm. And I think that's the truth almost anywhere you go in the world. Mm. I don't think you know. But what are some of the beautiful things about Kenya? What what makes you? S you told me before that you most definitely are going to go back home. Yes. Why? Uh, I realize that uh, in Kenya, actually, there's more opportunities. And uh, you investing in Kenya, or me investing in Kenya, we can yield something out of that, depend what you've been investing in. And uh, as I'm planning in the near future that uh, I can start a fitness center there. You can do the same thing, a fitness center, which you know? Yes. Fitness has been my life, and I have no intention of uh, backing it up. Right. Yeah. So I'll continue doing fitness forever. So that's what you picture yourself doing. How much more time do you think you'll be here before you go? Few, few years, maybe one, two or three years. Oh, really? You're going to go back that soon? That soon. Uh, and your wife and your child, they're anxious to get back? They, are, they want to live there. They feel being in Kenya probably is the best choice for them. But your wife's been to Kenya? She's been to Kenya four times. And she loved it every time? She loves it. She feels Kenya is the place for her. You know, Esmond, yes. I've known many people that have been from Kenya and that have gone there. I've never heard a bad word about it. Everybody seems to love it. They love the colors, the smell, the food, 
the sound they hear, they say the people are so kind and generous to them. But I've heard that in other African countries too, but I've most definitely heard that in Kenya. In Kenya is the only place I would say people go and they don't want to come back. I've seen a lot of foreigners going and they're stuck in Kenya as I'm talking to you. They love Kenya. Kenya is so beautiful, a lot to see, a lot to do. Yeah, so if you're in Kenya, if you visit Kenya, you'll see a lot. And you'll love it. You'll love okay. it. I guarantee So it. I haven't been to Africa at all yet. Mm -hmm. And I haven't decided where I'm going to go first. But I know that if I go, I want to go with someone who really knows their area. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do the tourist things. I'd be happy just to go there. And let's say if I came to visit you, do what you do on a regular day basis. I don't have to see the sights. Mm -hmm. I want to see what your life is like. You know, like when people come here, mm -hmm. I just bring them to the club. See, there's Tokyo Tower, there's Mount Fuji. Now you've seen them both. <laughs> Let's enjoy the club. They have already seen them from here. They've seen it from here. They don't need to go there. They if you don't need go, to you go can't. there. They can do that on their own. Yes. And actually, if you go there, you just see the mountain. That's it. So that's right. Yes. There's Kilimanjaro. 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 The good thing with the Kilimanjaro that uh, there are people at the Kilimanjaro down the... Uh, Bef uh, at, the at the bottom, that uh, their job is to encourage people to climb all the way up. Have you ever climbed? I've never climbed, but uh, this time I want to try. Have you climbed any part of it? I've never. I've never even been through Mount Kilimanjaro. You've never been there? I've never been there. I can <laughs> tell you the truth. I've never been to those But you've places. seen it. You look at it all the time. I've I studied about mountains, and the first mountain we studied in geography was Mount Kenya and Mount Kilimanjaro. But you can see from where you live, right? We can't see from where I live. It's a little bit far. You have oh, to you can't see it from where you live? No, okay. you cannot. Okay. You have to go somewhere closer. Have you ever seen it? In books. You've never seen it in person? But in you, person. You can know. actually drive to go be able to see you it. You can drive to go there. <laughs> you can. I've never seen it. I've seen hills. <laughs> I've never. Yeah, you know, we have runners in Kenya. And those runners are... Uh, they, uh, they live in a place called Nandi Hills. Okay. And Nandi, they are the hills. that In, in, in Japan, we'll say like Mount, uh, Mount Fuji. Those, right. are, those are hills in Kenya. <laughs> so I saw hills and when runners used to run on those hills. Those are the farthest I've seen in, with my eyes. My, but I've never seen actually Mount Kenya. I've never seen Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Tell me some of the foods that you think about whenever you think about home. What is some of the First of all, uh, is ugali. What's ugali? Ugali is a corn flour. Okay. So we make, we, it's, it's like a rice in Japan. It's the base. It's the base. It's the base. Okay. And uh, that is like our stable food. We eat ugali with everything. So the one thing I miss actually is, is ugali. You can't get it here? In Japan you cannot get it, but uh, you can... Uh, you can bring it when you, you go back to Kenya. It's allowed to... To come in? To come in. So it's, it's, was it kind of like potato? Is it the same it's consistency a, it's a, it's as a, a potato? It's a, like a smashed potatoes, right. but in a very, in a solid. Uh, the form is, uh, the texture is very hard. Okay. Yes, but the way also it's cooked, you boil the water to 100 degrees centigrade, and right. then you put the flour, and then you stir and stir and stir until it's so hard that you can't, it's, you are hardly turning it, huh? mm, okay. and then you can, once you feel the smell from a distance, then you know it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> what do you eat it with? We can eat with the beef, 
You can eat the chicken, you can eat with fish, you can eat with anything you want. Anything oh. you want. What type of vegetables do you have? Uh, we have cabbage. You can eat with cabbage. You, you can eat with spinach. I think that's the only thing I think you can use it. Okay. But uh, uh, I will, uh, my family actually, there's a time I made ugali and they were making shrimps <laughs> and they ate ugali with the shrimps and I said, no, I can't eat that. Why not? <laughs> You don't it, like the shrimp? It's not in, in our culture. We, ne we were not brought up we can eat ugali with those type of stuff. We only ate ugali with the fish or chicken or beef or cabbage okay. or potatoes. But never with shrimp? No fish? <laughs> no fish. No seafood. No seafood at all? Yes. Did you eat much seafood when you were growing up? No. Yeah. They were expensive and uh, hard, to get, yeah. hard to get and beside that actually in our culture, we never grew up eating those, so it's not in, in our in our culture. It's not part of our culture to eat the seafood, mm. but we eat the the freshwater fish. So that's what we focus on. Anything that comes from the freshwater, we will eat. Then you can have that, mm. oh. and it was more easier for us. So tell me this: Did you learn to drive when you were young? No, we didn't have a car. It was not easy. Do you know to how drive. to drive now? I do know how to drive. Where did you learn? Here in Japan? I didn't learn in Japan. I learned it in Zambia when I was in Zambia. That's how I learned how to drive. But you lived there one year? No. How long did you live in Zambia? I lived there three years. Three years? Yes. And how old were you when you learned to drive? I was uh, 23, 24. Did you learn to do the shift? I did the manual one. The manual one? Yes. <laughs> so in you Zambia. got your license there in Zambia? That's why I go. My first license was in Zambia. And that license was actually was written that uh, forever a driver. Forever a driver. Forever a driver. That's how they do it in Zambia? Yes. There is no expiry date. And you never test again? You never test again. Once you become a driver, you are f until you Until you die? Until you retire. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. So did you change that license over? Do you have the Japanese license now? Now I do have a, uh, my way of driving, uh, getting the driving's license became much more easier because uh, when I was uh, in Zambia, that's the time I went to Australia. So I used the Zambian uh, driver's license to get the Australian one. And then one used the Australian driver's license to get the Japanese one. Ah, so okay. it was much more easier for me. Right, because they wouldn't, yeah, right. Mm. Because Australia, they, they have a relationship with yeah, Japan. Yeah, they have a relationship with Japan. Right. And I drove in Australia for seven years, so it was just, uh, you deserve it. What side of the street do you drive on? Same way, same way as Japan. Oh, it's the same? It's the same way. So it's right-hand steering, okay. Right, yes. Uh, yeah, in US it's left-hand. It's left-hand. And in... Uh, England is right-hand. England is right-hand, and uh, Thailand is left-hand. Left-hand too, right? Yes, and right. also the... I went to... Uh, Philippines once, and I, w I wanted to drive, and they said, okay, so we rented a car, and they said, you have to drive this side. I said, what? I can't. I've never done it, so I just had to give up. You, never, you didn't want to try? I didn't want to try. Uh. I thought it was so difficult for me. Yes. So when was the first time that you got, you flew out of, did, when was the first time you had to get on a plane? Because when you went to Zambia, you didn't go by plane, did you? The I went did by plane. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. Right, right. I n I've never drive, I've never traveled to another country by road. Never? Never. I've never. Okay. I even don't know how it looks like. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's not easy, to be honest. It's not that easy. It takes longer, mm -hmm. uh, like two days. From Kenya to Tanzania, it takes uh, almost like two days. Okay. So it's not that easy.
So when you flew, the first time that you got in a plane to fly, how old were you? Do you remember that? Uh, first time, I was 25. Okay. That was within Kenya. Within I Kenya. drove from, uh, from Nairobi to Kisumu, which is from Kisumu to my hometown is like a one hour drive. Which was not expensive, it was about uh, $40. When did you find out that the map of, that you've seen of Africa, the total map of Africa, was incorrect? Uh, How old were you when you found that out? Uh, when we were studying in school, we were not told uh, how that map was incorrect. Because everyone, the, the, the part about it mm. that's incorrect is Africa's been, been made to look a lot smaller than it really is. That's true. It's a huge continent. It's, mm, it's a huge continent. And also, another thing that uh, people realize, uh, when you look at the map of the world, you, there's nowhere it's straight. Only in Africa is where the countries map one country f to the other, the demarcation is straight. Right. And all these countries is straight. So which means uh, the, the demarcation was made was not natural. It isn't. Like if you look at uh, Madagascar. Of course. If you look at Madagascar and then you look at the, the age the, the age of the South Africa, if you connect it, connect. It's not straight. So which means the whole of Africa was demarcated. Yeah, just by man. By man. By man. So coming here from Japan, what were some of the things that you found were really unique for you when you got to Japan? Now I know, I know about your traverse through the other countries yeah. and We'll keep that. That's your personal business. <laughs> and you got to Japan. But when you got to Japan, mm. what were some of the things that struck you immediately? The culture. The culture shock. The bowing down. When I talk to somebody, they bow down every time. And uh, for me, I felt like uh, they overvalued me or they overrespected me because every time they, wanna, they bow down. And to me, it was like I've, nobody has ever bowed down me so why was they doing it so right. I didn't know that uh, was a culture thing I thought it was just with it too much respect okay so f what else was there outside of that outside of that was uh, removing shoes in a okay. house because you don't remove we shoes don't remove shoes in the house no we don't you keep unless you have the carpet which is very tidy we don't okay yes for for example when I went to Kenya I kept on removing shoes in my in my sister's house, and she's like, "No, no, no, just keep wearing shoes." I said, "No, I I couldn't feel comfortable to wear shoes inside the house." So I think that has changed, and I don't think uh, I will stop it anytime soon. What about food? Because do you eat sushi here? I sashimi? Uh, I was lucky when I came to Japan. Is that uh, uh, people forced me to eat Japanese food and not request me to? They were like, "You have to eat oyster." And I say, no, I don't. You have to eat it. This is Japan. So I end up eating all the food in Japan. I eat everything. Do you like it? I do like it. So then when you go back to Kenya, mm -hmm. how do you feel about the food that you've had here compared to what you get there now? I know it will take time to change. But uh, as you know, with the time, things change. So but f uh, for the first one month, I'll, I'll probably try to eat more seafood because I can afford to buy at that time. Then. As time goes by, maybe you start forgetting about it <laughs> and mm. eating the whatever is there. You go to visit people, it's only chicken. You just keep eating chicken every single house that's you right, go. That's right, that's right. Yes. Mm. That's what, seeing you, you'll, you'll be lacking the variety you've had here. 
I, I would like a lot of varieties, to be honest. Yes. I, I think Japan is the only place, maybe in Asia, where you eat varieties of food. Even when I went to Australia the other time, we kept eating the same stuff over and over steak, and over. Steak, 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 beef, yes. beef, yeah, chicken, 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 chicken. That's chicken. true. So it's, yeah, same food is not easy to find elsewhere. Mm. Isn't that true? We live in a place that's so convenient. And it's convenient almost everywhere. Even the convenience stores have a variety <laughs> that you can't get other places, don't you That's think? true, that's true, that's you true. Can, you can get stuff in convenience stores here that you can't find You can't else. find elsewhere, yes. You can find uh, uh, sushi in a, in a convenience, convenience store. stores yes. that you can't get anywhere else. You can yeah. find beef in convenience stores. Yes, you can, you find can find elsewhere. Any, almost anything you and, want. And salmon yeah. and tuna. And you know? tuna and everything. Yeah. It's really true. And fresh. Pretty and much, fresh. Pretty much, pretty much fresh. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Before I end the podcast, I always like to ask this question. Knowing what you know now, you say you're in your 40s now, if you could go back in time yes. and meet the younger Esmond yes. and give him advice, yes. how old would that Esmond be and what advice would you give him? Yeah, when I go back in time, that Esmond will be 15 years old. And the advice I'll give that Desmond is, whatever you're focusing on, whatever you're dreaming, keep dreaming and keep going. I can't think of any better advice. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lance, <laughs> so much for everything. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all on loan, so continue to reach for the stars. Because you are too blessed to be stressed. <laughs>